Welcome back to another episode of the Godly Young Men Podcast. This is episode 48. I'm Will here, joined by Joe Wilkie for, again, getting closer and closer to episode 50. Right. It's just it's just exciting. Almost there. Um, we're in the middle of the holiday season, um, just a all-around really fun time of year. We're going to stick around because we're going to have a fun holiday discussion yep. here at the end of the episode. Um, we're here in mid-December, again, just a great time of year. Um, but, Joe, we've got a good, a, a very fascinating episode lined up for today, an outline that yeah. you put together. I think it is one of the most needed skills, I guess you might say, because I do think it is a skill. Um, you could say maybe it's more of a trait, maybe more yep. than a skill, but it's it's one of the most needed things, I guess, for a godly young man to have, and that is critical thinking. Have mm-hmm. the ability to think critically. If there's one thing we see a lot of in today's society, unfortunately, especially from younger generations, it is the inability to think critically. The fact that an issue comes up, everybody's mind goes to, what am I supposed to think about it? And that's what I'll think about it. Again, I'm not somebody that just always wants to bash young people. I think young people get far too much bashing. However, this this one, they deserve it. Young people want to know, what am I supposed to think? And so that's what I'm going to think. That's where wokeism originates, right? That's where virtue signaling comes in. It's like, instead of actually critically thinking about the issues of the day, it is, what is the popular take of the day on XYZ issue COVID, George Floyd, racism, whatever. Yep. What am I supposed to think? Okay, cool. That's what I'm going to think. People have people do not have the ability to think critically anymore. And so it is an art. That's, in fact, that's what you have at the top of our outline here, the art of critical thinking. And so I don't know if you want to start with defining what you mean, but or maybe just talk a little bit more about the fact that this is such a need for godly young men to have is the ability to think critically. Yeah, yeah. When it matters, you know, when you're put to the test in some way. The big one on my mind, and we talked about it a little bit off air, COVID. Yeah. We're going to get into this a little bit more on how to think critically. And COVID such, was the evidence for this right now. Yeah. COVID, that's bingo. That's exactly it. Like, it very much was, oh man, <laughs> we are very short on critical thinking in our society today because you see something like that, and this is why this matters so much. Something crazy, the world just blows up, you know, and, and things are shutting down, and all of a sudden these narratives start coming out. And you're told what to think. You're told how to think it, right? This is this is what you're supposed to do. This is, you know, you're supposed to take the vaccine and you're supposed to avoid people and wear the, masks you know, all the time. You're supposed to wear masks yeah. all the time. And there's a few of us that were like, hold on, hold on. Why does this make sense? Why is, you know, masks, that doesn't even seem to make sense. Like, scientifically, that doesn't make sense. And then you start doing a little, little more of your own research. You go, okay, scientifically, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't seem to be helping at all. And then you watch Fauci come out and basically it's like, yeah, it doesn't stop the spread at all. Unless you're wearing the N95, which is nobody's wearing. This is critical thinking. This is how to think about something. And so critical thinking is where you go more than what other people think. And and honestly, I think it's common sense. It's being willing to look at it and go, that doesn't add up. That doesn't add up, right? Yeah. I know that's what they're telling me to think, but that doesn't add up. And so you see common sense and there's a lot of people that want to be book smart and then there's street smarts, right? There's a lot of people that want to be book smart and book smart is I've read the books and I know all of these things. And, and there's the street smart people that go, yeah, but that doesn't add up. Like you may know all the things in the world that doesn't mean you know how to navigate social situations. You don't know how to, they're two separate things to a certain degree, but I would still say critical thinking is the ability to kind of understand the book smart while bringing in the street smart, which is more of the common sense. You see these people that you know, they have a degree from Harvard, but they can't think their way out of a wet paper bag. Like they have zero common sense when it comes to anything having to do with the world. This is why so many of the academics fell for the COVID stuff is because they know what to think. They don't know how to think. That's the art of critical thinking. That's exactly what I was going to say. And this is, this is not going to be a COVID episode. However, again, it fits like it it fits perfectly what we're saying in that 
we were told, hey, you got to take the vaccine because, you know, this video is going to get censored, whatever. I don't care. Um, We were told, you were told to take the vaccine. Hey, it it stops the spread. You know, you you won't be able to pass it on. You won't be able to get the virus. Lo and behold, neither one of those things are true. You can still pass it. You can still contract it. Like all the conspiracy theorists, as we were called, who said, yeah, that no, that's not going to work. Guess what? Didn't work. So like. This has now been proven, but if we would have said this stuff two years ago, you know how many people would have really been up in arms about like, oh, how yeah. you can't we'll say that. Yep. Like my dad, that Jack always brings up. My dad put out a post very early on during COVID about, hey, this is probably from a Japanese lab. He got filleted online, or Chinese, sorry, yeah. He got filleted online by Christians yeah. for saying, hey, this is misinformation, you're yep. being reckless, all these things. Lo and behold, guess what was on the <laughs> yeah. Washington Post a year and a half later? Like, yep. it is just kind of... It, like you said, and let's talk about the street smart, book smart thing. You do have people like that, that, man, they have a four-year degree in liberal arts or whatever, you know, whatever. So I'm smarter than you. Exactly. And so academically speaking, from a book, book smart perspective, on paper, they might be. They might sure. have more knowledge than, than somebody who maybe went to trade school and didn't go to, uh, you know, didn't go to a, a traditional college for four years. However, when it comes to the street smart angle, they're certainly not. The, the common sense is right. lacking a lot there. And this is why I brought up. You know, wokeism, you see this quite a bit in the sense that they, they, they can't think through an issue without right. wanting to know what what is the intellectual thing. No, no, no. The first thing you need to ask if there's a, a situation that's, a, that's arising or a question that you have is not, let me look around and see what the intellectuals are thinking. The real intellectual thing to do is say, let me think through this myself first right. and see if this adds up. That's not what a lot of four-year degree people typically do. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. That's what they teach you. And as you look at it, as we talk about it being in short supply – you got to ask yourself why. <laughs> Academia is a big part of it. Yep. And this starts with the public schools. We're going to have an episode next week on the public next schools. Next week. It's not going to be pretty. It'll be a bloodbath. Uh, <laughs> and, and for good reason. However, even this week, we're going to start the bloodbath. The public school teaches you what to think. They do not th- teach you how to think. Kids come out of there as sheep. They come out of there parroting the same garbage day after day after day after day of... You know, we're killing the environment and LGBTQ rights and, you know, love we're all love, yeah. love is love and, and white people, they're all racist because of white fragility, right? All of these things, you have so many kids walking out of public school that are just parroting these things. If you're parroting something, you're not thinking critically because if you think critically about it, you go, huh, well, that doesn't seem to add up. That can't possibly be the case that all white people are racist or right. that can't possibly be the case that, that the world's going to end in five years. a man to, can literally change his biology and be a woman. Like, yeah, come exactly, on. <laughs> exactly. Or yeah, in five years, the world's going to end because we aren't doing, because of our carbon footprint. You look at these things and if you're thinking critically about it and we're taking on every, you know, every- This video is going to have seven views. I was going to say. Get so censored. It's going to be yeah. so censored. But this is the problem when you have no common sense. Public school- is the epitome of, of a place where common sense is not taught. Why? Because common sense is the enemy in a place like that. Yeah. Same thing in academia. It's the enemy in academia because you're not supposed to ask questions. You're not really supposed to know why. You're not supposed to know how to think. You're supposed to know what to think because when you know what to think, you know who to vote for, right? Who they want you to vote for. And you know all of the social issues Joe, that they Joe, want you to be aware of. you're such a conspiracy of. theorist. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is not difficult. Hitler said the same exact thing. Get the youth, right? Everybody. Lenin did the same thing. Get the youth. Uh, they all did that. They all understand if you un- if you can get the youth to be on your side, which how do they do that? Uh, government schools, that's how. Then everything's good from there. But how do you get the youth? By teaching them what to think and not how to think. And so we literally have an entire generation where they cannot think themselves through any situation unless they can see it on YouTube or you know somebody else told them that. We're, we're going to, again, next week, we're going to have a lot of reasons as yes. to why you should homeschool, why public school is 
just an absolute nightmare scenario for your kids. This element of it, we did not have planned to discuss, and so it fits in very well here. You think about the standardized testing era of, you know, kind of well, what what is going to be on the test? That's what I need to know. Okay, let me just memorize those things. Yeah. Take the test. Never remember them for the rest of your life. Right. Like, it, it's, a ba- it's a bad, in my opinion, it's a poor form of education to, again, get kids how to be good test, test takers, to get kids how to memorize facts and memorize, you know, sure, their, their head knowledge might be, might be where we want it. But then again, for most kids, it's not because they just memorize the study guide. They just know what they have to know for the test and they move on. Another piece of evidence for this, writing, communicating mm, via, yep. via writing. To me, that's a really good indicator of how smart a young person is, is if they can, without using chat GPT, right. if they can write a paper eloquently, articulately, and, and then you know they're able to, to argue a position, they're able to you know have a thesis statement, defend it. Standardized testing is a little bit different. Again, it's just memorize the facts, memorize yeah. the answers, know what you need to know. Young people's writing these days is down the tank. And I think yeah. that is, again, evidence of what you're saying. It takes critical thinking to be able to write. It takes critical yeah, it thinking to be able to argue a position. It takes critical to string thinking thoughts together. to string thoughts together, to string paragraphs together, to yeah. defend a position, all these things. So, yeah, I would just say as far as the public schools go, that is a, a measuring stick, I would say, is how good is the writing? Can they communicate via writing? Can they can they can they read something and come away with an analytical view of it? Or is it just, okay, what what terms do I need to know for the test? What what's the theme of the book that I need to know? You know what I mean? Like yeah. the standardized testing era is what stuck out in my mind for the public school system. Well, a few weeks ago we talked about social anxiety, right? And one of the biggest issues with social anxiety is I don't think well on my feet. You know, I just I, I what am I gonna say? When you have grown up only learning what you're supposed to, you know, the what and not how to think sure. uh, or or even why to think that, then yes, you're going to be stumped. You're going to freeze. Of, so yeah. You're going to freeze because it's like, what am I supposed to say here? There is no what am I supposed to say here. It's how do I engage with this person, right? What am I trying to accomplish? And and if we understand the why of why we're even communicating and how to communicate with them, it really doesn't matter what we think. It, it's more of like that part will come naturally, but we're always trying to get the what. So the critical thinking, as you're saying it, it's it's not the what, it's the how and the why. And uh, like that unlocks a lot for us. But the other thing I would say before we get into how to think critically and really building these skills, parents a lot of times do the, hey, because I told you so. Well, why can't There's I do no it? Because I told you so. It, yeah. There's no why. Right? They, they explain what the kid is supposed to do, and we do the same thing in church. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. You've spoken on this a bunch. I've spoken on this a bunch. One of my biggest pet peeves with kids is no expectations, as we talked about, which is why we're raising the expectations here. We never tell them why. Well, don't don't fornicate. You know, don't go sleep with your girlfriend. Okay, cool. You know, that sounds great at 12 years old when you don't have a girlfriend. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, I, I'll wear my promise ring. And then they get to 18. And then like, they get, yeah. exactly, you get to 18 and go, whoa, I had no idea how difficult this is. Well, yeah, because all you know to do is, or, or what not to do, really, you don't know what to do. And you also they had the answers to the to test. It. They memorized the answers Bingo. to the test. Yeah. And then it changed on them and you go, whoa, that's really difficult. So this is the issue with critical thinking. And, and this is why I put a lot of blame on the public schools. I put a lot of blame on the parents because the parents aren't teaching their kids how to think. They're Correct. teaching them what to think just as much as the public schools do. And they think, okay, the public schools teach them this. I, as the parent, will teach them the other, the opposite. And both sides, the kids learning what to think. Well, you're supposed to think biblically. Well, you're supposed to think like the world. Okay, these are a lot of what's. How do I think things through? I'm not afraid of thinking anything through and questioning, which really is going to, I guess this gets us into, you know. I was just going to say real quick, another piece of evidence for this question. Why do you believe in God? Why are you a Christian? Why do you go to church? Why do you believe the Bible? You know how many young people can't answer that question? That's very true. Like, uh, because my parents take me to church, uh, because I was raised this way, uh, because you're supposed to believe in God. Like, 
Those can't be the answers, right. but they are the answers for a lot of young people. And I don't, I don't fault the young people for that. That is something that has to be taught to them. Yeah. That is something that you're not going to just develop by osmosis and just kind of figure out on your own. But man, I've said before, if you don't know why you're a Christian, if you don't know why you believe the Bible and why you believe in God beyond, well, I just, I think I'm kind of supposed to, man, you're going to be in some very dangerous yeah. territory with your faith. But th- this is why this is such a big deal. Like you might be thinking, man, who cares if I know how to think critically? This is why, because you need to know the why on these things. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're all good. That gets us into how to think critically. Because the biggest question is, and I guess this kind of gets us, we'll do number number two and then come sure, back to number one. Number two is ask why. We've said this a lot. Ask why to everything. Why do I believe in God? Well, why do we do it that way? Why do we baptize? Why don't we use instruments? From that side of it. Well, why do, you know, why does that girl act this specific way? Why did she say that? Why do my parents talk to each other that way? Yep. Question everything. Why not? I'm getting into number one. <laughs> You're blending yeah, the two. I'm blending right? the two, but... Ask why to everything. The number one thing I had on here is question everything. Nothing should be outside of scrutiny because the thing about, I am blending the two, but the thing about questioning everything, I have no problem questioning Christianity because it holds up. It has such a strong foundation that we are on a firm rock. I'm not at all worried about questioning. Does God actually exist? Whoa, don't ask those questions. Ask I was away, say, man. So many Christians are paralyzed by, by those questions. Yeah, like, no, you can't ask, ask that. Like, yes, you can. Yeah. You can because you will always come back to God. Yep. God is at the center of everything. He's at the center of all of our psychology. He's at the center of all our, our you know, ar- uh, archaeology. He's at the center of everything and history. And so when you start asking questions and you question everything and you go, hey, why does this happen? Or what about this? Or, you know, when did this take place? You will always come back to God. Well, let's, let's bring it back to our template analogy, too. Why do why do I need to take the COVID vaccine? Yeah. Why 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 do masks work? Are you sure masks? Are again questioning everything? Are you sure masks work? Are you sure that you know it's supposed to be six feet apart until you get on a Southwest Airlines flight, and then two feet apart is acceptable because <laughs> yeah. you got to you know eliminate the middle seat? Why does that work? That's critical thinking. That's asking those questions of again, like that drove me nuts. That's just a pet peeve. Like six feet, six feet, six feet. But if you get on an airplane, two feet's fine. Yeah. Like give me a break. Or the oh my other favorite. Um, again, COVID episode here, but my other favorite was you have to wear your mask to the restaurant and then to your table. But when you sit down at the table, the germs, you know, you can take your mask off. The germs, the germs don't float around after that. Once you're seated, like give me a break. Or what's even worse is when they said, okay, you pull it down, you take a bite and you put it back up. And it's like, we're going for this. Yeah, I'm not some dog. Like (laughs) this is some Pavlovian response or whatever. I literally drove by a woman the other day. This is yesterday. This is yesterday. In her truck. Driving through the intersection, windows, and up. She's, windows up, and she's got a mask on. <laughs> yeah. In her own car. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yep. You have no critical thinking skills. Now, I don't know. I mean, actually, no. I th- I was going to say, maybe there's something going on. There's nothing going on. You're in your own car, man. Right, yeah. Like, you're in your own car. Why are you wearing a mask? Because you were told to. Because CNN freaked you out and told you, oh, something's coming back. Because all the celebrities posted their Instagram pictures of them yep. with their masks on. And yeah, exactly. And we got to play our part and everything else. No. Question everything. Why do we do that? That's dumb. And come to find out, it was really dumb. (laughs) Masks don't do anything. Most of the masks, unless you're wearing the like, you know, super big mask, they do nothing. Well, we know that now, but how did we know that two years ago when, when we basically, for those of us that didn't, didn't comply with it? Right. Because we had critical thinking skills, right. we looked at it and go, common sense. hold on a second, yeah. that's common sense. Like, that doesn't actually work. Why would that stop the spread of anything? Like, this is, you know, so, we, but we were told what to think. When we ask why, as we're supposed to, you realize that falls short. So let me move into the next thing as far as how to think critically. The third thing you got on here is learn how others think 
and essentially you know tied to that learn why they do what they do yeah i know for you as a therapist this is like your wheelhouse man your bread and butter <laughs> of like why do people do what they do why do they think this yep. way but this is something i gotta say i think it's probably from being friends with you that my brain has started to think more in this way of like kind of psychoanalyzing people's personalities and like why they are why they act a certain way what insecurities are contributing to it and maybe you know what are some things that they've had in their past that you know have have affected them as far as this moment goes again i think you're rubbing off on me there <laughs> but it, it does make make things very more or way more interesting i should say of you know you have a bad interaction with one of your parents or something yeah ask why you know what do you think led to that what are some of the reasons where was it escalated where where could you have de-escalated like all these things that get past the surface level mm-hmm. of oh i don't like i didn't like what they said or i disagree with them Learn why other people think the, the way that they do. And this is kind of a judgmental thing. This is I'm sure people thought we were jerks and very judgmental, but my family did this a lot. We would look at other people's circumstances, and it would go very south. And yeah, you know, people are going to look at this and go, that's horrible, don't do that. But we would look at other people's circumstances, and it's like, we're not judging them. Look, what they led got their them own to thing, that? But literally, what, what led them to that? No, that's great. Yeah. Why in the world? We would use real-world examples of like, whoa. You know, this guy ended up getting an STD. Like, how do those things happen? He's a good Christian kid. And so you'd start looking through, well, this happened here, this happened there. He made a bad choice there. And what you'd realize is the bad choices started five years ago. And once you kind of understood that, you started realizing, oh, this is why he did what he did, right? This is what led to it. Maybe that's why I like being a therapist is that was kind of early training on for why do people do what they do? Use other people as an example. You don't have to make all the mistakes in the world. You can yeah. look at other people's mistakes and go, how did they get there? Why do they do what they do? Why do they think that way? How do you get get somebody who thinks that abortion is okay? Yeah. Maybe they just haven't been taught, right? Maybe they don't know. But the more we understand and can put ourselves in somebody else's shoes, in my opinion, that is such a helpful part of critical thinking is I don't just know my worldview. I now am trying to understand and explore their worldview. And how is my worldview... Like, we're very diametrically opposed. The person that that believes in abortion, how did they get to their worldview? How can I stand so confidently in my worldview when there's so many others? And you get this a lot for young young people. How do we know we're right? There's a million and one religions out there. How do we know we're right? Well, first off, our God said he's going to rise from the dead and actually did it. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a big one. Um, But (laughs) Just off the top of your head. Just off the top of my head. You know, just thinking. Maybe that's the first one. Um, However... There's also, you can look at the Hindu, you can look at the Muslim, you can look at their worldviews, and you can see why are they, why do they believe what they believe? And when you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, and when you learn how they think, and you know why they do what they do, it's so strong, like it, it to me, it really solidifies why I do what I do. Because once yeah. I can understand them, then I can better understand me. This is Sun Tzu, kind of art of war, right? Like a know the enemy. Um because you have that foundation. Yes, yeah. you have that foundation. And so when it comes to critical thinking, we want to make sure we're establishing as firm of a foundation as possible because that's the basis for critical thinking. When you get kids that go to college, 18, 19 years old, they are, I'm sorry, we're stupid at 18 and 19 years old. We don't have a worldview because this is really, basically 17 to 23 is your worldview building it's where it's being shaped. Where it's being shaped. That's yeah. where it's being shaped more than anything. And you take a kid from 18 to 22 and you put them in the you know in academia you put them in a university and the the professor now gets to shape the way he thinks and gets to shape the world has the that's, most influence over how your young person's worldview correct. will be shaped and yeah. that's why it's so scary to send them off to college and i would put that in with the public schools it's academia where they are not teaching them how to think critically but they hammer on your worldview if you come in with a christian worldview and you don't know how to think through certain problems you just know what to think they will eat you alive you know faster yeah. than you can even imagine because they know how to pick you out Yep. Well, you do it because your parents do it, but what about this? And they throw out something that sounds super smart, but in reality is is 
super dumb. Super dumb. <laughs> if you don't know how to think through that and go, whoa, hold on a second. This is what allows you to think on your feet is I don't have to have the answers to everything. I have to know how to process and work through the questions to everything, yep. if that makes sense. Because I have a foundation and I'm going to use my foundation to answer this. Well, I know this. I know the Bible is the Word of God. So if I know that and if I know God is... is and I know why the Bible is the Word exactly, of God. Exactly. And I know yeah. why it is. Like, if I can understand those things, then, okay, then I can handle this because that can't possibly make sense, right? So we start thinking through those things. So I, I know this is long, but yeah, I... I so I don't have a lot to add. I think you covered that very well. This last, I think this is the last thing you've got on here. Know your motivations as far as, you know, how to think critically. Know what motivates you. I think that, let me ask you, you're the therapist. You're going to be better equipped to, to answer this than I am. Are there like kind of, you know, standard, typical things that motivate people? Obviously, there's a billion and one things that could motivate people. As far as like general things like money, sex, things like that. Like what 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 are the general categories of things that motivate people? Well, specifically, I was thinking... And, and you already actually um, beautifully hit on this earlier, which is the need to fit in. Yeah. Right? Like that's, we like to think we're th- thinking critically, but while I was thinking critically about COVID masks, were you? Yeah. Right? W- were you truly thinking critically about the vaccine or did you realize that you were succumbing to the Whatever severe amount of peer pressure that was telling you you're trying to kill grandma because you didn't, you know, you weren't doing it. <laughs> right. Like that's peer pressure we can't begin to imagine. And so for all of us, the all of us that didn't, did did you ever watch that Brostradamus? They call him. No, I never oh, did. My Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Guy, right as it broke out, I think this guy's in Canada, and he's like, "This is what's going to happen." And he just looks like a complete idiot, and he literally outlines boom, 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 what boom, exactly boom. happened. What exactly wow. is going to happen? I mean, it was unbelievable. They call him Brostradamus. Um, it was unbelievable, but that was the critical thinking. The motivation for so many people was, I just want to fit in. Yeah. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to go against the establishment. If you know your motivations as to why you're thinking what you do, so somebody tells you, you know, your college professor. For for those of us, this is Jim Podcast, right? So a lot of you may be in college uh, for the age group we're talking about. They may challenge you on some point historically about scripture. Maybe you're kind of prone to believe it and you go, man. Well, a lot of people will, they don't want to be dumb. So motivation would be not just fitting intellectual in. Intellectual intimidation. Intellectual you know. intimidation. I don't want to be seen as an idiot. Yeah. Therefore, all of a sudden, I start kind of figuring out how I'm going to get my worldview. It's never, I don't want to be dumb, therefore I give up my beliefs. It's, how do I get my beliefs to align with it's the It's dumb. the exact same thing with the, I don't want to be considered unloving, so let me accept all the trans people. Correct. You know, the, 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 it was homosexuality 15 years ago, but now it's, you don't want to be a bigot. You don't want to, again, you know, you don't want to be judgmental. Is another and big you one. read into scripture, right? Correct. Yeah. And so you, like you said, you figure out a way, how can I align my views and the world's views really is what it is with what I kind of grew up learning in Bible class. And so that's why you end up with a lot of these very woke churchgoers, I'd call yeah. them, who, you know, are very, very flaky in their attendance. But it's because they are trying to align two completely diametrically opposed worldviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that's exactly it. What you have to get to, and we talked about this on the social anxiety, you can't care what other people think. Yeah. You just can't care what other people think. Your motivation has to be, I want to know the truth, and I want to get down to the, the solid rock, which is God, right? But I want to know the truth about X, Y, Z. When that's the case, and you really are thinking critically and just trying to come to an understanding, the truth may hurt. Yeah. The truth may go against what you thought was the case. But am I finding the truth? And then you go, well, how do I know if I've arrived at the truth? Fair point. Fair point. You know, you want to know when you have. If you tested it by every, how do you know that masks didn't work? How do you know you arrived at the truth? Well, you look at all the scientific data and they say, well, look at all this scientific data. Science lies. 
a lot of the time. Um, you know, you got to see who actually like. Uh, funds these studies because you realize, oh, wow, those are funded by the same By people. Pfizer. Wow. Exactly, by <laughs> yeah. Pfizer. I'm shocked that they found out that there's nothing wrong with the vaccine. Like, you have to, this is part of critical thinking, and then you go, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's one of those things, this is going to sound like such a cop-out. You either get it or you don't. Yeah. You either well, get it or you don't. My, again, my favorite thing, because these tweets will still pop up, guys, you know, very prominently renowned people that got their fifth and sixth booster shot. I've tested positive for COVID. I'm so grateful that I have my sixth booster. Otherwise, you know, my symptoms would be way worse. It's yeah. like, go back and read that tweet. Like, just yeah, read that exactly. out loud. You know, like the say it out loud test of like, you got your sixth booster and you still came down with COVID. Starting to think it didn't work. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Exactly and so, but thank goodness it could have been so much worse. I literally read the tweet where the guy, they died and they said it could have been so much worse. He could have suffered worse. I'm thankful he had his vaccine. Insanity. The guy died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much worse could it get? I'm sorry, but this is where people go brain dead. Yeah. So how do you know that you've arrived at the truth? I think you test it by a number of separate things. Obviously, if it has anything to do with biblical you know, precedent, you want to make sure that it's grounded in God. For the other things, COVID, things like that, can you stand by it and live with, with what truth you come to, quote unquote, on this? Does it hold up to every... Everything you've looked at, you've looked at both sides, not just the side that you want, right? Yep. You can look, we can be biased and go, well, all the data is looking. Evaluate both sides. Correct. Yeah. Evaluate both sides. And then you make that choice and live with it. If you decide the vaccine is safe and I've looked at the data on both sides. Okay. Okay. That's, Hey, I'm not condemning you for it. It's not a brotherhood issue or anything like that, a fellowship issue, but maybe that's something that you've come to. I'm not going to say you're an idiot for doing it. If you critically thought about it, that's all we care about is yep. you've looked at both sides and you have made a decision. You've come to the decision, having kept your eyes completely open, you know your motivations, you know you're just trying to come to the truth. To me, understanding the truth is a heart issue. You know when you've arrived and you've really dug to the very bottom, to yep. the depths of like, I've gone as far as I can and this is what I think it is. Then you know you've thought critically. Even if we disagree on our conclusions, that's okay. We've both We both thought critically about it. And that's really all we're trying but to do. But you didn't get your answer from, you know, insert celebrities tweets. Yeah, which that or Google or Wikipedia or whatever. Exactly. You know. yeah. yeah. So it, it is one of those things that as we're looking at the outline, it's tough to define. Like it, not tough to define. It's tough to describe how to how to develop it. It's tough yeah. to describe, okay, what it looks like. And so it is really a matter of you're not going to other people necessarily for all of your your opinions on things, for all right. of your takes on things, for all of your... To the collective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, again, we've talked about COVID a lot. That was such a big indicator of this is the people who had kind of drank the Kool-Aid, so to speak, yep. the people who had kind of bought what everybody would, you know, what, what the news was selling them versus the people that sat back and were like, okay, let's actually think about this for just a second yep. with masks, with vaccines, with all these things that it's all coming out now. The people who were like, let's think about it for a second, were the correct ones. Like, history is going to reflect that. And right. so that was the other thing I was going to say is young people can get so, you know, wrapped up in, well, I want to be on the quote-unquote right side of history, right? I, I want to I be, again, on the loving end or the non-judgmental end. History will look more fondly on those who stood for truth, whether that be Absolutely. about abortion we haven't talked a lot about. Again, the homosexual movement, whatever it is, those who stood their ground on truth are looked at quite a bit more finally when it comes to history. But anything else that you wanted to add to this critical a, thinking? That's one? such a good point. I was thinking about Martin Luther. History's not going to reflect kindly on you, Martin Luther. Right. You know, like, mm, yeah. I think yeah, it does. It you know, he thought critically, and I think it reflected pretty well on his ability to call out what was very egregious in 95 ways, you know. Um, history looks fondly, 
look, history's written by the winners, as true, they say. That's true. the Braveheart quote. Um, but I think we can look back and see the people who really were critical thinkers who stood up and said, this is not right. Yep. Right? They were willing to stand up against everybody else. Founding fathers, the case. yeah. The founding fathers, exactly. I mean, those are critical thinkers who really were able to think their way through things. That's what we're looking for. And so I think that's that's going to wrap up. So I don't think we have anything else. We wanted to come to, unless there's anything else. No, go for it. We wanted to come fun, to, yeah. hey, I think this come, we're, we're at the We're mid-December. Yeah, we're yeah. mid-December. We're mid-December. So, you know, we wanted to do a little fun. Christmas hasn't arrived yet, but we are very much in the midst of holiday season. I'm very strongly in the belief that the holiday season doesn't really begin. Christmas season doesn't begin until the day after Thanksgiving. A lot of yeah, people already oh, have the sure. Christmas lights up. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait. But... Um, and I, real quick, can I give my take on that? Because everybody's like, ah, oh, bah humbug, you're such a... No, I love the Christmas season so much, very much that so. I don't want to be tired of it by December the 12th. That's so true. If you start November you know, 2nd or some people start in October, you know, yeah. I guess most people wait till after Halloween. But if you're starting the first week in November, you know how tired of the Christmas music you're going to be and tired so of like, by, by, again, December the 10th? The reason I am going to forever stand firm on my Thanksgiving... After Thanksgiving, we can start recognizing Christmas is because I want to revel in the Christmas season and enjoy it. And I'm just not going to enjoy it, you know, if, if it's stretched out over two and a half months. That's so true. That's so true. My, that's, little, that's my a, little soapbox moment. That's there. a great point. And I just don't like that Thanksgiving gets erased. Oh, it's just a day true. for food. Like, no, it's way more than a day for food. We like the Thanksgiving season. However, we are very much in the midst of Christmas season. So you had come up with a question. And I yes. Like this. Top three things of the Christmas season. Top three favorite things about the Christmas season. Like, you know, I think you actually said on our Think Deeper episode that Christmas is your favorite season. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very curious, um, or favorite holiday. Maybe, maybe, yeah, you said yeah. holiday. Very curious what your answer is going to be. I'll, I'll go three, two, one. Um, well, actually, I'm going to go three, you go three, I'll go two. Anyway, my, my third one, <laughs> pretty, pretty cheesy. I love the food and drink, the specialty food and drinks that you get around the holiday season. The going into coffee shops and yeah. seeing all of their, their specialty seasonal drinks that you're only going to get in December. Yep. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Peppermint mochas are absolutely incredible. I had a ginger snap latte today that was a Christmas drink. Like, just love that. Um, but not to even not, not to mention like the Buckeyes and the, yeah. the Tiger butter and all the the holiday treats that you get that you just don't get January through November. That's I, I, I on love my list. It. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, number, that's my third. What's yours? That'll yeah, that'll be a little bit later on my list. Uh, <laughs> Probably number, number one. Virginia. Number three. <laughs> number three, I would say, is the Christmas lights, and I love getting hot chocolate and going around and just looking at the Christmas yep, lights. That's good. So, I love that people put that much effort into it. Um, yeah, I, I would. I, I just like that. I love that people take time to do the blows. One of my uh, friends, good friends back in Denver, his dad is like regularly on the news or in the papers for doing his house so big. That's cool. It's unbelievable. There's hardly two square feet of grass where there's not some blow up doll or whatever else. It's. I have so many crazy. fond memories of just driving around with our hot chocolate looking at lights. It's yeah. really cool. My number two is actually Christmas music. I'm a big fan of Christmas music. Really? And again, I get accused of being Mr. Bah Humbug because I do not listen to it before Thanksgiving. But it's because I love listening to it. For I, I love that we have a type of a, a literally a literally a genre of music for one month of the year. That's true. I think that's really cool. Like every that's other true. kind of music, you can basically listen to all year round, except for Christmas music, which is it's got it, their own unique songs. I love that artists are trying to come up with kind of new like things that they want to be classics that are just kind of new. Uh, you know, they're trying stuff, and of course, you still have the classics. So I don't know. I really like Christmas music. I get so sick of it by the time. Yeah, I wonder why. Because yeah, it yeah. starts in November. Exactly. Yeah. But no, there's some good stuff out there. Um, number two for me is the 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 food baking. And drink, yeah, yeah, and I would say specifically the baking Christmas candy. Sure. There's just a nostalgia with it. We'd always listen to Chipmunks, you know, the Chipmunks album, and um, be baking Christmas, and so that's a. It's like a family tradition for us. We have some things that you don't see in other places. You sure. Know, some of the some of the things that we do uh, family 
potato candy and things like that, which sound gross, but they're good. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there's just some things like, like that that uh, are very nostalgic for me at that time of year, and it brings me back to a certain certain time in my life. So, yeah, that would be number two for me. I think for me, my number one, because, man, hanging out with family and friends is kind of a given. It's kind of yeah. a lame yeah, answer. Exactly. So I'm not really going to say that. I think my number one is the fact that it's really like you watch a movie and the ending is the crescendo ending where it's just an incredible ending to the movie. Yeah. And that's how it is for the end of the year. I you're, like that. You're getting geared up like for the that. next year. You're getting you're getting excited about the next year. And the year just ends on such a positive note with, you know, with Christmas and getting some time off from work and getting to see family <laughs> and getting to hang out with family and friends. And a lot of people take vacation. We take vacation at the end of the year. It just, it, again, it's like a great end to a movie where everything, yeah. you know, you're building up for the I month. Like you're building up for the month. And it's like, bam. Just a great ending of the movie. So again, very, very tough to. That's not very tangible, but yeah, that's no, that's, that's probably one of my, that's probably my favorite part of the Christmas season. I like that. I like that. My number one is the gift giving. Uh, I don't. The gift receiving is nice at this point. I work for myself. You know, I yeah. work for a living. Like if I need it, I probably or if I wanted, yeah, I probably, probably got it. Already, yeah. uh, I love the idea of finding out specifically for my kids. Yeah. I mean, the the look on that's their face. That's a new area of life that I'm enjoying as well. Yeah. yeah. And we're doing Santa. I don't think my siblings do Santa. Um, we're doing Santa. We are as well. Yeah. First off, as you'll find out, it's very tough to keep it going <laughs> because they happen to see a Santa gift. My other, oh my goodness. Yeah. My son the other day looks up in a tiny, we got him an Avs jersey for Christmas and a tiny bit of the oh, sleeve is hanging goodness. out. And this is at the top of the garage. I mean, it's like nine feet off the ground thinking well, there's i didn't even notice it like when no i put it there there's no way it, yeah. and he's like playing and he looks up and goes is that my abs jersey are you kidding me so you know what i mean it's just it's tough to pull off santa yep. claus sometimes um but i love it i love shopping uh for them and just coming up with some ideas like how to surprise people giving gifts so. me and my wife we're joking this is the last thing i'll say because we got to we're going longer yeah. on the yeah, yeah. christmas stuff than we are on the critical thinking <laughs> stuff me and my wife always have a budget that we try to set for spending on on each other of like we'll spend 250 bucks or whatever on each other and we blow through it every single year because we both get so excited about, oh, they're yeah. going to love this gift. Oh, yeah. it, that That is very cool about the Christmas season. Yeah. Just, you enjoy getting stuff. But, yeah, that's yeah. a good list. I would encourage all of our listeners and watchers, what is your list? Again, we're mid-December. Yeah. What are your favorite things about the holiday season, um, specifically the Christmas season? The, what, is it the gifts, the food, the drink, the, the lights, whatever it is? It is a fun time of year. Yep. Um, we've still got two more gym episodes for you for the rest of this year. So. Right. Um, forty nine and fifty. So we we will end on episode fifty. For oh, that year, is so I cool! Think. The day after day after Christmas. So be ready. Maybe we'll have some Christmas lights strung up or something. We'll have there to figure something out. But um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining for this episode. We'll be back with a zinger of an episode next week on oh, homeschooling yeah. versus public school. So stay tuned, uh, or I should say, tune in for that one. Uh, but for right now, we thank you very much for listening to episode forty eight of the Godly Young Men podcast.